In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. So today we celebrate this feast of the most precious blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I think in this feast we really want to pay attention closely to the theme of the shedding of blood throughout the Bible. When we look at the Old Testament, we see that the covenant that Israel entered into, the covenant at the foot of Mount Sinai, was a sacrifice of animals that in which the blood was sprinkled on an altar representing God and on the people, representing their joining in this relationship with God as a family. So we see that in the Old Testament, the first purpose of a sacrifice, one of the purposes of sacrificing to God in this way is to enter into a covenant bond with him. And we also see that the sacrifice of animals is mandated in the, in the Old Covenant as a means of reparation for sin. If you want to read the book of Leviticus and Deuteronomy, and you'll see countless examples of directions for how to atone for specific sins. And there's the rituals laid out that what the priest had to do. But we'll see that these sacrifices were only a foretaste or a shadow of what would come. That, in a sense, what our Lord was doing was preventing the people of Israel from doing what other, other peoples were doing. Sacrificing children, for example, to false gods, which is what they had fallen into in the times leading up to the exile. In a sense, there's a logic to it that since man had sinned, that man somehow needs to offer himself in reparation. But as we know, because of man's fall, because of sin entering the world due to man's willfulness, that we were incapable, that as, as humanity, we are incapable on our own of atoning for sin against an infinite and almighty God because we are only limited beings. We cannot offer anything that would match that eternity of God, the immensity of God. And so what our Lord does is he comes down to us. He becomes incarnate. He becomes enfleshed, that flowing through the veins of our, our, our blessed Lord is human blood. And it was that blood that would be shed on the altar of the cross for our sins. <coughs> and so what our Lord does, that he again sheds his blood on behalf of us for the same two reasons. First, to enter into a covenant bond with each and every one of us, a covenant that will not be surpassed and surpasses all of the covenants of the Old Testament. And it also would be the perfect atonement for sin, that because the Father has sent his Son to become incarnate, to become one of us, that mankind has been capacitated to offer himself to God in Christ, 
God and man, sinless, unblemished, perfect, that man could now atone for that sin of Adam and Eve in that disobedience of God that we read about in Genesis chapter 3. That, that Jesus, in offering himself to the Father, through his divinity united to his, his humanity, that Jesus offered himself on the altar of the cross. And what we see on that cross is a confession of all of our sins. It is the wounds of Christ through which those, that blood exited his body that confesses the sins of mankind. Because what we see on the cross is what mankind has done to itself. That through sin, man has marred the image of God in him. That what we see in Christ crucified, that we see in him that he reveals to us what man has done to himself. And that is how Christ is able to take on our sinfulness, how he takes our sins to the cross. St. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians that he became sin, who knew no sin so that he might become our righteousness. And so today we, we venerate the blood that flowed out of Jesus, the blood that was shed for our salvation because it represents Christ's salvific desire that unto death he would suffer for each and every one of us and that he would do so again and again if necessary. But of course, as we know, it only took one sacrifice. It only took his, this one offering of himself to the Father that would save us from our sinfulness and open up for us the way to salvation so that we could receive the grace of his very life so that then we would receive the Holy Spirit that we would share in his very life so that we too would not only share in his paschal mystery, but also to live the life of the resurrection in eternity. And it is at every Mass that that sacrifice is made present in this mysterious manner. That we receive that very same blood in a substantial way under the guise of the Eucharist. That we are united to Christ through his sacrifice. And that we today are present for that sacrifice, that same sacrifice that happened so long ago, made present to us today by the miracle of the priesthood, by the miracle of the, of what, of the Eucharist, the, the sacrament that Christ left for us. And so when we contemplate this mystery of the shedding of Christ's blood for our salvation, then first of all, we need to reflect that we are his people, that we are united to the church more closely because we are united by this family bond of Christ's very own blood. And that as this family, we are in the church, the living witness to Christ's sacrifice, 
the, the sacrament of salvation, as we recall from the documents of the Second Vatican Council, that the church is that witness in the world, that Christ indeed has sacrificed himself for us and wishes to gather all of humanity into the church, all humanity, that all humanity will be gathered under the one shepherd and one flock. And so this also spurs us on to witness that just as we are bonded more closely in the covenant, the new covenant, wrought in Christ's blood, that we also have an obligation to witness, an opportunity to witness. We recall so many martyrs in the history of the church that they sought to imitate Christ. But in the face of enormous pressure, that they would rather die than to deny our Savior. Many of them with full confidence of knowing that their salvation is assured. And so we have the sacred opportunity each and every day to witness, to be, in a sense, the martyrs every day in little ways, to reveal to everyone that we are joined to Christ and that we are proud that we are members of his church and of the new covenant and that they are invited to join us. They too are invited to come to this sacred banquet so that they too can experience the freedom of the children of God. So let us today, as we contemplate the sacred feast, appreciate more deeply the sacrifice of Christ, to appreciate deeply that the fact that he poured out his very self, he poured out his life by the shedding of his blood, so that we too one day will join with him in the life of the resurrection. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.